0: I can't, I can't, I can't. I can't. Hello and welcome back to the Get Real Podcast, the podcast where we get real about all our favourite pop culture, films and TV shows. I'm Chris and with me as always is my socially distant co-host, Sam. We are definitely social distancing more than what we ever have right now. We normally record this in the same room, Sam, but right now I can only see you on a tiny phone screen. I know, and Chris, we're actually live right now, which is the crazy not thing. Live. We're doing Whoa! this via Instagram Live right now because we thought, why the hell not? We may as well yeah, give it a go. share it with you guys live, and we can record it, mm-hmm. so why not? Why not, eh? So, yeah, uh, we were a bit stuck this week for a topic to talk about because nothing's really getting released At all. Nothing's happening in the world. Absolutely nothing is happening in the world. It's definitely not the craziest time in our lifetime. Yeah, some would say everything's happening in the world right now, really. (laughs) But here we are. Um, So we actually put out a little bit of a feeler for what we were going to talk about. Um, I put it on my uh, Instagram and put it on the Get Real Instagram. Uh, We had a couple of people leave suggestions, but um, I mean, Emily suggested on instagram harry potter but i've only watched harry potter's in bits and have you not had chance in the last five hours to watch all (laughs) seven harry potter films how dare you i I, i've watched i could tell you what happens in the chamber of secrets and i could tell you (laughs) half of what happens in the last one and that's it so who is the the rat man in the Prisoner of azkaban uh Something is is surname is a noun. That's, that's as much as what I remember. <laughs> okay. um Oh, Sirius Black. Is that it? No, that's no. the Dogman. Okay, <laughs> that's the Dogman. Okay, I was, okay. I was close. So we're gonna do some news first, and then we're gonna get onto our topic for this week, which will be binge-worthy shows. Obviously, we're all locked down in quarantine. So we are going to talk about what you can spend your time doing if you're not working from home. Yep. Uh, We've taken a few selections. We've tried to make them less obvious than just like Stranger Things and Peaky Blinders and stuff like that because, let's face it, I think... Everyone in the world has probably watched them to some point. And everyone's just watching Friends anyway, so we don't need to mention Friends again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think people have people have binged Friends far too much already. Yeah. So, so thank you to Chris Smith, which I've just realised now is probably our German listener. It's just clocked with me, Chris Smith from Germany. It's uh, uh, thank just, you. Just to fully credit Instagram, it's at Chris underscore underscore underscore, underscore Smith. On Instagram. No, it's only two underscores, isn't oh, it? Oh, is it? Oh, right. It looks right. right. It at, three. When I put three in He's in, in our there, story anyway. You can check him out there. Yeah. He'll not so be by the time you're listening to this podcast, actually. No. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, this will go out <laughs> on the Thanks, Monday. anyway, Chris. Scheduling. Hey. Right. Yeah. Okay, so let's go through news. So obviously everything ever has been delayed and cancelled in terms of releases. Aye, We had a couple more uh in terms of Wonder Woman's fully pushed back to August and we've th- also speaking of Wonder Woman had some new uh photos released from the film as well. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So we've got a shot of Kristen Wiggs Cheetah with Barbara Minerva also known as Cheetah with Maxwell Lord, Pedro Pascal. We've seen them together, so it seems like those two will be teaming up at some point in this film. Cool. Uh, they look a little bit romantically involved maybe, so ooh, mm. subplots. And then we just get a couple shots of Wonder Woman kicking ass. Speaking of uh good. speaking of Wonder Woman Gal Gadot, have you seen that Imagine video on, on uh, a... <laughs> No, I've seen the parody ones. <laughs> the parody. Yeah, it's uh it, it's it's a it's a thing, it's definitely a it thing, is definitely a yeah thing. I, I you um, know what it's a good idea, and it's a good intention, but it's just so awkward, it's the most yeah. awkward thing I've ever it's seen the, i I saw a BuzzFeed article about, oh no, look at all these celebrities, your heart bleeds from trapped in the fucking million pound mansions <laughs> with like there's one of Arnold Schwarzenegger in a hot tub with a cigar and stuff, oh yeah, what a shame, yeah, Drake was. Documenting his quarantine, and he's got his own private basketball court in his house. (laughs) What really kind of threw it off was like you've got these celebrities, like kind of obviously really trying, and then Sia just comes in and like kills it. It's like (laughs) just over the top. Yeah, you don't get one singer into a bunch of non-singers. No, exactly. Like going out to karaoke with all like your music university friends. What else got pushed back and delayed? Another. Okay, so Wonder Woman's been pushed back till August. Um. And then The Batman and something else. Let me check, let me check, let me check. So something the, else The has Batman production. The Batman has stopped production because obviously it's stopped production because of everything it's on going It's on hold indefinitely at the moment. And that has obviously in turn pushed back its release date and stuff, I take it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, there was, they were talking about The Batman and something else release date. are uh, would probably get... Uh, Probably going to be pushed back because production has had to stop. And I can't remember what the other one is. And I thought I got up the article, but clearly I haven't. It's okay. Well, I've I've screwed the pooch on that one. It's all right. Well, moving on. Uh, Disney Plus has launched in the UK now, which is cool. Have you signed up to it yet? I've not. I was waiting until the weekend to then get a free trial and just absolutely binge the heck out of it maybe we'll have a few from that list on our lists later yeah there is there is uh yeah i've um to be honest with you i'm surprised how much stuff is actually on disney plus because i thought it was just going to be the star wars films the marvel films and the disney films obviously but there's quite a lot like that jeff goldblum series yeah. there's a lot of the imagine imaginatorium stuff on there as well like the okay. making of rides and things and bits and bobs so it's quite a bit on there which is perfect for binging in the lockdown, I suppose. I'm still trying to find out what other film is getting pushed back, but it's just not here at the moment. It seems to have disappeared. The article is just actually gone. Okay, well, I'm going to move on to the next story then. Uh, Go the on, then. The Mandalorian, Star Wars The Mandalorian, uh, had a couple of cast ins, so we'll blitz over these. So... Uh, Rosario Dawson was cast as Ahsoka Tano from. I think that is the best casting we could have got for her. Well, it was the casting that we were that everyone wanted anyway, right? Yeah. So uh, she so played. Keep everyone happy. She played the nurse in Daredevil as well, didn't she? she did cool. And then Michael is it Bine? As is... uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. He's from. Aliens and the Terminator, isn't he? Yeah, he plays Kyle Reese and Terminator. Sick. So So that's pretty cool casting. Yeah, he's just playing a bounty hunter, isn't he? So that'll be cool. And then our last little news story is... Uh, I've got a lot more news other than this. Oh, okay. Well, I'll I'll finish this one. and Yeah, you do this one. Chinese movie theatres, because obviously their whole situation with coronavirus has started... Well, it's been going on since about New Year's Day, January time. So they have started to kind of sort everything out and it's all kind of slowed down a bit over there now so news is is that the chinese movie theaters have st- slowly started to reopen now they're supporting the reopening cause obviously there's not a lot of stuff being released at the minute with all the pushbacks and delays because weirdly enough today mulan should have come out i think um tomorrow tomorrow mulan should have come out uh so they're supporting the release of that with uh, marvel films so the Avengers films. Uh, the Star Wars films and Harry Potter, which is uh, cool, especially for a Chinese audience because the Star Wars films never really do massively well over there, do they? They don't do as well as what they do over no. in yeah. the West. I think there's just something about this plot doesn't really connect with Chinese audiences that much. Mm, which is fair, I suppose. You tend to yeah. find stuff like... Tran- uh, what what does well over yeah, tra- there? Transformers, Transformers definitely yeah, does yeah, well. Transformers does well over yeah. there. Lots of robot stuff, stuff that's more traditional retellings of folk tales or, like, the the hero's journey. I know Star Wars is literally the hero's journey, but sort of more direct retellings of Chinese folk stories and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, Journey to the West always does amazing in Japan and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So carrying on from that one, Christopher Nolan has actually pleaded the case of cinema and film in general to the Senate in the US to try and support the Senate giving money to cinema chains so that they don't close down during the coronavirus outbreak. So obviously this was what we discussed last week. It's a major thing at the moment. Lots of cinemas are having to close down. Smaller ones, especially in the US, we don't have as many in the UK, might close forever due to the loss of income. But Christopher Nolan has stepped up to the plate and basically pleaded the case to the US Senate to try and get them to fund them while they close down. I mean, if anyone's going to listen, you'd listen to Christopher Nolan, wouldn't you? Yeah. And this, as well, is happening the first time ever in history the U.S. box office, US box office hit zero in revenue. Zero. It, zero. it hit zero. Zero revenue. So there was still money coming in, but, like, not enough. The books aren't getting over zero. It's crazy. Which that. is kind of insane. Yeah. It's because, obviously, there's not been anything new at the box office to release. No. Is there, so. Obviously, like we discussed last week as well, lots more films are releasing digitally. We've got news that Disney are releasing Call of the Wild and Downhill early on demand. And Um, Call of the Wild is the Harrison Ford and the CGI dog. Yeah, Harrison Ford's dog friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. thought it was. Um, So that is releasing on VOD, and I'm going to guess Disney Plus soon. What they seem to be doing is releasing some on Video On Demand before Disney+. Plus. Okay. So where you have to pay to view it. So Onward is meant to be being brought forward to this week being released on Video On Demand. And then first week in April, it's going to be on Disney+. Plus. Would you pay for... If you had to pay a premium... I mean, we spoke about this on the last episode a bit anyway, but would you pay a premium on top of your Disney Plus subscription, for example... To watch a newer release, like let's say Onward, or let's say I wouldn't pay for a call of Wild. I Web would not is, pay for but... CGI dogs friends with Harrison Ford. No, nah. Onward maybe if it wasn't too bad of a premium. Like The Invisible Man, I watched that was nine ninety nine, but there was a load of us, so like it was worth it. There was like five of us watching it, so you know. Didn't feel like too much. Whereas, I don't know if it's just going to be me watching it Onward by myself, I'd probably wait for it to come out on Disney Plus. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, I do like Pixar films, but when you can just wait an extra week, I think this was your argument. Like, if it's just like it, wait an extra week and get it for free, then I probably would. Other films releasing early on demand, Ben Affleck's The Way Back, which is just come out, I think, last week. I believe that's the story of a rehabilitated alcoholic sports coach for a basketball team um so that's now released on or about to be released on demand sonic the hedgehog has been brought forward for release on demand that'll be coming out soon do we have an exact date march 31st it'll be available online at least in the us anyway And then, finally, just a few things being pushed back and delayed. Obviously, like we've already talked about, The Flash was supposed to start pre-production this month. Mm Mm-hmm. But, well, next month, April. Keep forgetting we're not in April yet. Not not just yet. That is being pushed back even further. I'm sure that film was meant to have come out like a year ago or two years ago. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's gone through all its rigmarole with directors and you know yeah. the the DCEU in general. So and then Marvel's the Eternals is still on track at the moment because the VFX artists are working on the movie from home. A lot of them are either still working in offices or working remotely. Well Those they're, they're doing like a lot them. of the green screen stuff anyway that was the film that we talked about last week that's still carrying on but it's just doing a lot of the stuff that doesn't involve going out and location shooting and stuff yeah, like the eternals wrapped shoot in a while ago so it's only vfx really left to do visually um, and obviously grading and stuff like that as well but it's going to be a he- like a vfx heavy film you bring mm-hmm. it in all the celestials then obviously you've got a cast of i think it's like nine main characters and they're all going to have superpowers as well so yeah. there's a lot of vfx work so the fact that they're able to do this online the fact that they've got computers powerful enough to do that at home Well, i was going to say they'll have some serious mac pros going on at mm. home then won't they yeah they'll like have some like massive servers brought around to the house marvel will just be there like you get a server and you get a server and you get a server just pump out this film at home yeah and then we'll do all the rendering later don't worry about it cool um, is, is that yeah. it in terms of news on your end then Um, One last one, which is really exciting because I've been looking into lots of stuff about Mad Max Fury Road this week because, you know, I've had a lot of spare time on my hands and it's one of my favourite films. I think it's a great film. So Mad Max 5, the Furiosa spin-off, is finally getting somewhere. After five years since the last one came out, we're finally seeing some sort of movement now. Uh, George Miller was hoping to start shooting next year. Obviously with all the pushbacks that are happening at the moment, it might be pushed back until later on next year than he was hoping. And also Anya Taylor Joy, who should be in the upcoming New Mutants, although we never know if that's gonna come out. She's in Emma at the moment. She was in uh the Vivitch, I believe she was in as well. Yeah, she's in Talks to be the lead character. It's a Furiosa spin off, but the lead character is not gonna be Furiosa. Again, like sort of Mad Max was. Yeah, yeah, just obviously having her yeah. more prominent. To be honest, she was pretty prominent in Fury Road anyway. Well, you? that's the thing. Like it was a Furiosa film, really. That film, mm. like it was sort of like hidden under the radar. But it, I'm so glad that this has finally got the wheels in motion now. Yeah, for sure. Oh, one last thing as well. Oh, there's always this is one my, last thing is, with you. Isn't one there? <laughs> more thing, as Jackie Chan's uncle in the animated series would say, one more thing. The Golden Globes have altered their film eligibility rules so following the, uh, the closure of theatres. So, is this because obviously, is this to push what films would be accepted into the awards a little bit further along so that obviously, with, with things being delayed that should have came out this year, it's to still qualify them for that year's Golden Globes, is it? Yeah. So, we discussed this a while ago when we talked about the awards and everything like that. To be nominated in certain awards categories, you need a limited cinema run. But obviously, with all the COVID-19 stuff going on, a lot more cinemas are closing or films are getting delayed, etc., etc. So basically, they're changing it so that they don't need to have um, a full cinema release now, I believe. I haven't read the Mm. full article yet, but it's still like heading in the right direction. Which is what we've been saying for a while is like, do these films need a major release like that? Like, The Irishman only showed in a few cinemas for a couple of days before it released on Netflix, just so that it was eligible for the Oscars. So, you know, you might see a lot more independent filmmakers that wouldn't be able to pay for it to be in cinemas being nominated now as well. So if they can get the funding straight from Netflix and not get a cinema release and just release solely on Netflix then they can still be nominated for these bigger awards which a lot of the UK independent awards that were only nominated in the BAFTAs didn't get any sort of cinema release in America and they weren't eligible for any of the independent film awards over there which was a real shame because they were great films but mm. at least it gives more of a chance for stuff to be recognised this year in light of everything that's happened. It in... does so. Indeed, and that's all I've got for the news. No more things. We're done. You sure? No, uh, nothing else. I just hit okay. my microphone. No, we're done. So, obviously, this is going to be a bit weird for people that are listening to it on the podcast when we release it next week. We are obviously doing Instagram Live, just to remind you, so we do have people posting in our little comment section. Briff was in the comments before, and he was very excited to see Mulan. <laughs> Well, that's a shame because he won't be seeing it for a while. He very much enjoyed your data facts, and then he was wondering why we weren't replying to him. And then he said we could do pay per view, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we've 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 got a we've got a very professional business to run here. I'll have you know, if yeah. we need to keep keep our attention focused on I recording, think now, <laughs> I well. think we're getting into the meat and bones, the meat and two veg of the issue. Now we're going to move on to the main topic, which we touched upon a bit before, binge-worthy TV shows for the lockdown. So UK is fully in the swing of the lockdown. We're three days in? Three days in? Uh, well, Well, yeah, Monday night it was announced. But it'll also be even longer than that for some people that have been working from home and stuff like that so uh, for I don't me, know about you but I'm already getting cabin fever yeah I mean for me it only kicked in from Tuesday when there was the official announcement and to be honest even then I was still going back into a little bit uh but now the last two days have been fully fully working from home so yeah I've been working from home for a week now and I'm just I'm feeling caged in now. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously to get you through this, we've uh, going to touch on some TV shows that you can leave in the background, stuff that you may not have uh, gone and watched. So obviously we said before that we weren't talking like, go watch Stranger Things, because let's face it, you've probably watched Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, some more stuff that may you know, you'd look at if you had like a recommendation or something. I think there's like definitely that. stuff on this list that people will have already have checked out, but maybe it's stuff that not enough people have checked out or maybe just go back and watch it again because it is so binge worthy. Yeah, for sure. Uh just really quickly, when we put the topic out or the question out for this topic, we did get a couple of other random little questions so just to really quickly shout them out we had emily say we wanted to do harry potter but i I, I can't physically do a harry (laughs) i can't physically talk about harry potter any longer than like five ten minutes name (laughs) a spell name a spell no because i'll embarrass myself uh and i'm gonna balls it up so it don't matter um we had a little message from sage underscore morai morai on instagram Uh, not quite what we were looking for but they just said they were loving the vibe so that's someone who's actually messaged us that we don't know that like the podcast which is nice and then excellent a little question before we get on to the topic we had a message from cameron glasgow on instagram saying what's your favorite song so i think you maybe don't know what the (laughs) podcast is about do they i think (laughs) you probably want to do an episode of the podcast all on our favorite songs but go on chris i'll put you on the spot what's your favorite song at the minute oh right now uh it would have to be off the weekend's new album Uh, most of the stuff off the weekend's new album is just a jam yeah um what's the one i keep playing not heartbreak i can't remember (laughs) i keep annoying my girlfriend with it yeah (laughs) uh i'll say the first song on my playlist is helpless john mayer so we'll go with that (laughs) okay cool cool it's a jam excellent Right, so, main topic. Now we're going to take it in turns to talk Okay. About, okay. talk about which TV series we reckon are binge-worthy for the current situation. We've picked like 3, 4 of them each. Uh I've picked a couple of extra ones just in case we pick the same thing, which hopefully I mean knowing that we made I don't not have think we have. Thing. No. I literally just super quick I had to like Scraped the back of my mind i was like what's like a binge worthy show i've got another one that i'm gonna put on there well you put your list on the the document that we both see so okay, I because saw... you told me to no i didn't tell you to. I, I said <laughs> yeah you did you said put them well, in the keep i maybe maybe didn't make it very clear so <laughs> i i put my list on my own notes. so chris hasn't seen my list but i've seen one off chris's list <laughs> so okay. okay do you want to start no, I think you start. Okay, I'll start. So Go in with a surprise. I'll cover off the ones that I've got, but then we'll do a couple of honourable mentions if uh, you've not mentioned yeah. them. So to start us I, off... I've got some honourable mentions as well. Cool. So to start us off, Binge Worthy TV, uh, I'm going to start with James May, our man in Japan, that's on Amazon Prime. <gasps> yeah, I binged this in one day. <laughs> you know what? I tried to avoid stuff that was maybe like one season. But this is actually ace it's really good like even if you're not interested in japan in general which i don't know why you wouldn't why you'd watch the episode (laughs) anyway what would what would possess you to want to watch of all people james may explore japan if you're not interested in japan is beyond me but it's just well entertaining and you actually learn quite a bit from it as well so like you you know it's quite yeah it's quite cool it's it's got that weird James May charm to it as well. Like if you didn't watch Top Gear or anything like that, I think he was most people's like least favorite member of Top Gear, but I think he was probably the funniest because he was just, he's just weird and he's bizarre and like he's proper dry with everything he says. Like if you watch any of his other documentary series, like he's so nerdy, it's funny. Yeah. like uh, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like if you ever see his garage, like he's got a massive, maybe underground garage, like hundreds of thousands of, pounds worth of cars and then he's just got like daciers in the background and stuff sorry datchers datchers but yeah yeah, i mean if this was say like i don't know richard hammond doing this i just don't think it would have had the same like humor factor that it's got no i think think because he's so awkward yeah he's so awkward (laughs) like there's one of one of the first episodes is him going on a where there's like six or seven huskies that like pull this sled that he's on (laughs) and it's him like trying to figure out how to how to move this sled but it's just so funny with the way he is and it's like and there's always these moments throughout it's like a documentary there's always these moments where it breaks that like fourth wall of the documentary where it like it gets the crew really involved then you realize that oh, wait, they're not actually, like, acting as much and, and setting stuff up. It's actually just generally yeah, there's, how mental there's a surprising, it is. There's a surprising amount of, like, behind-the-scenes stuff in it, isn't there? Yeah. Like, like, the bit with the robot, the robot that just keeps telling him the same fact over yeah. and over and over yeah. again. And he's just cracking up. He just can't keep it together. And the crew are just, like, dicking about in the background. Yeah, and the pacing of it all. Like, when you watch something like that, it's really easy to, like, lose interest in what's going on, especially when he does bits like the calligraphy stuff in japan where they do like i don't Mm. have you seen you've seen it haven't you so he does all the the banners and stuff like that where he gets his name written in a haiku or not in a haiku but traditional, yeah written in traditional chinese and then he's got all these little bits where he talks about (laughs) haikus and stuff sorry yeah japanese um (laughs) where he talks about haikus which are like short japanese poems and stuff but it yeah. It like it takes the tempo down, and then something really funny happens, and it's it's just one of those things where it's it's really like an interesting. It's not like your typical travel documentary, you know what mm. I mean? It it's it just felt, hilarious. It felt more like a small like YouTube series. Like we watch abroad in Japan a lot, yeah. And it felt it felt very much like that. It was a little bit off the cuff. It was a lot funnier. But you did actually still learn something from it. I've never enjoyed haiku so much. <laughs> so haiku is a what is it? It's a three-line poem which is five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. Is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just so funny. And it's almost like there's parts where the humor is like a little bit R-rated, but it's just hilarious because it's James May. So that yeah. is definitely one if you are stuck for stuff to watch or you just want to stick something in the background where you can learn something and it's interesting and it's a bit funny james may our man in japan definitely i was really out of left field i appreciate that yeah okay yeah there you go all right so i'll start off with the first one on my list which i wrote down straight away because not enough people i don't think are watching this right now or at least an not enough people are talking about this right now. That's the new Locking Key series that's on Netflix. Have you seen it all, the first season? I've seen all of it, yeah. Uh, I've, Have I've you not watched all of it? No, I've not had a chance to watch any of Locking Key yet. I've not watched any okay. of it. So this is something that I suggested a while ago. Maybe we did an episode on because I just kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit because I don't think people are watching it or not talking about it enough. I think it's a pretty faithful... Ad- adaptation of the comic book. It's a graphic novel written by Joe Hill and art by um, Rodriguez. What's his first name? I've got it up on my shelf, but I don't want to like disturb the audio and go grabbing it. It's um, okay, yeah. But like Joe Hill is Stephen King's son, if you didn't know. And that speaks very much to what this is about. It's a coming-of-age trippy, horror sci-fi show where Basically this family of three kids and a mum, their father dies suspiciously. You discover in like the first or second episode how he dies, he was murdered, and it was proper weird what's going on. And they move into his old ancestral home, um the family the key house. So they're the lock family into Key House, where there's these strange keys hidden around the house which unlock either doors or people's minds or they can change your identity and stuff like that and it's just a really interesting exploration of like sort of horror elements and then like coming of age and dealing with grief and everything and it's just a really well put together show and this has been tried to make it into a show like three times well i always got i was because i knew it was based off a comic book but Mm -hmm. i got confused between this and cloak and dagger I thought, I, thought, <laughs> I, I thought they were the same thing. <laughs> Lock and Key, Cloak and Dagger, comic So books. Cloak and Dagger, if you don't know, is a Marvel property about teenagers, uh, which is on Hulu, I believe. Oh, I've, pff, wrong person to ask. Absolute wrong person to ask Lock and that. Key, Cloak and Dagger, this and that. Yeah, like, yeah, I kind of get where you're coming from, but at the yeah, same time, yeah. they could not be any further apart. But I think this show like the first series like was enough to keep you interested and the way they ends is setting up season 2 but we don't they I think it's like the only Netflix show that I've seen a month after its release has not had a season 2 already announced. Mm. So we're a bit unsure at the moment. Um they've tried to like I said make this show a couple times. There's a couple pilots out there which got released but they never got picked up. But yeah, I think it's really worth it and the creators of the comic book are also in the show, they make a small cameo as well. Oh, so in okay. the comic book, they make a cameo as these two paramedics, and in the show, they like so they the artist drew the paramedics to look like Joe Hill and the artist thinking oh, Rodriguez. I can't okay. remember his name, and then they appear as the paramedic in the show as well. So when I watched the Which trailer, cool. when I watch the trailer for this, and probably the reason why I've not watched it yet is the vibe I got from the trailer is that this series was a bit slow. But would you say, because you've seen it all, would you say um, it's quite interesting? Is it? Is it got like yeah, a good? It, it well, I mean, obviously, me it is, it's on your binge-worthy list. Of course, yeah. you like it. But is is it slow? And do you have to kind of stay with it before it gets? Um, no. Do you know what? It's a concise. I think it's nine episodes. There's not much filler in between. Like it is, the story is always progressing. And it never really lulls. There's a couple characters in there which I wish they spent a little bit less time with, but for what you get with the main characters, it's worth it. And like the explorations with like the head key, sorry, it's called. I nearly called it the Mind Stone. That's that's the Infinity Saga. (laughs) The head key. The way that they reinvented it from the show was really interesting. You're able to go inside of other people's heads into the memories and emotions and all that and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, it felt very much like what a struggling family would go through in this sort of circumstance. And also there's a subplot later on with the mum being an ex-alcoholic as well, which is really interesting, the way that they explore how that interacts with the house and the keys and, and stuff. I think it's definitely worth it because it's only a small amount of episodes think it's definitely worth like blowing through in a couple of days like i i would maybe split up like the last two or three episodes because there is a lot going on maybe mm-hmm. don't watch all three in a row unless you're really into it but yeah cool right so we both started with two tv shows that are only one season <laughs> yeah so, which, is, you, which is easy, because then you can binge it and move on to another show, maybe like Sam's next one. It is also another TV show that only has one season. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but we may as well get them out of the way first. Mine next one is... People may have watched this already, but I think that a lot of people would see it and think that it's going to be very comic booky, And because it's not a property that everyone's heard of before, maybe they've not watched it. I think I know what you're going to talk about now. But I watched it and properly enjoyed it. And then uh, my girlfriend watched it as well. And she enjoyed it, which I was quite surprised about. It is the Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Yeah. A very, very, very good TV series that has been set up very heavily for a new season, uh, season two. But it's awesome. It's quite interesting. It is a superhero well superhero-y It's an x men film. Yeah, it's very x men Yeah, Yeah, it's very x men But it's almost like very... It's very dark, and it's very much more modern than what the X-Men films were. Just to set it up, this is a comic book that was originally written... Well, it was created by Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance. Yes, exactly. So that speaks to the sort of tone that it is. It's very much like emo-punky sort of thing. So this Gritty. is what this is what he did after that band, didn't he, because he went and become a, a comic book writer. So yeah. this is this is that. And yeah, to be honest with you, I watched it ages ago when it first came out because I was keeping up with it. And mm. yeah, in terms of in terms of the plot, it's really interesting. It's really different. A lot of stuff happens in there that you just do not expect. It's got time travel. It's got all sorts in it. Um, but the characters and stuff, the actors—they're always—they're all really, really interesting. It's got um, Ellen Page. Ellen Page, obviously, in, from Juno and stuff. She's awesome in that. Uh, I watched Juno the other day actually, and she just doesn't look any different, any different at no. all. <laughs> no, she hasn't changed actually. Has yeah, Juno is a good film. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, it, it, just in terms of it, I can't recommend like, like, a series enough. Really. With the I'm going to find company. the guy's name out, but the guy that plays the drug addict that can see the dead brother, so one of the... Uh, Robert Sheehan? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think is how you say his name, Klaus. Yeah. He is so good that, in this. He is so good in everything. Okay, an honourable mention, he was in Misfits, which was a British yes, he superhero-esque was. show yeah. where a bunch of young offenders get superpowers, and he plays a similar character in that. Like, he plays unhinged, crazy, bizarre characters so well. Yeah, he he's, and he's so funny throughout. Yeah, because he's obviously this like people think he's seeing the dead because he's like off on drugs all the time. But he it, it's one of them. Yeah, we don't want to obviously spoil these because the idea is is that you can go and binge them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean you've you've just got a really interesting bunch of characters. You've got. Ellen Page's character, who uh, is the violin girl, um, whose powers you don't really figure out until later on you've got the the dead the dead one <laughs> who is just yes, he's, he's got tentacles and everything uh, but you yeah. have these flashbacks and stuff where you see like the powers happening, which is really cool you've uh, got a talking monkey butler you've got a talking <laughs> monkey butler you've got luther who's got a bit of a dark secret that you find out about yeah. um and then you've got yeah you've you've got all sorts it's it's really really good there's a scene in there where it's got that dancing in the moonlight track and mm-hmm. it is like one of my favorite scenes that yeah. i've seen in like a netflix tv series it's just something the like, action choreography is really good in it to be fair yeah there's just a lot of feel good parts to this tv series for as dark as it is It's got a lot of really feel-good parts. I think it it nicely balances the dark stuff with the comedy. Because it is very much a black comedy, but it balances them pretty well. And I think that's why this series, although you would think that you would have to be into, say, the Marvel Netflix stuff, like The Punisher and Jessica Jones and stuff, to to be able to enjoy something like The Umbrella Academy, you you don't have to, because it, it covers all bases. I think it's similar to like Lock and Key. Is it, it's based off a comic book, but it's very much just a weird, abstract story that could only really be delivered as a comic book until we got streaming services. Like The Umbrella Academy never would have got picked up on a TV network no, like five no. years ago when it was written. So the fact that it, so Gerard Way created it as a comic book. I think it was printed under was it Dark Horse or Vertigo. I know he works for Vertigo now, which is a DC imprint. So, oh, mm. well, he works for works for the band on that reunion now, doesn't he? He does. It's all got cancelled. That's another thing that got cancelled. Well, he's ship. also been doing Doom Patrol as well. Like he's writing a load of great stuff. He also mm. did a Batman comic book that never got released, but the artwork is done for it, and the designs are very much Gerard Way. Very cool. So we've had James May, our man in Japan. We've had the Umbrella Academy. And we had Lock and Key so far. Yes. So what's your second okay. recommendation? Okay, so I'm going to go with the theme at the moment and go with abstract comic book series. And I'm going to go with an Amazon original, Preacher. Ooh, I thought you were about <sighs> to go with The Boys then. See, I thought you were going to talk about The Boys. And The Boys honorable is very good. Honorable mention to The Boys. The Boys is very good. It's a very, okay, very good quick, series. Okay, quick, honorable mention to The Boys. The Boys surprised me with how much i enjoyed it i've never read the comic book didn't know anything about it going in and it's so snotty and gory and so darkly hilarious you just got hooked to watching it there's some moments in there that made me squirm so much but it's so funny homelander is the most weirdest (laughs) hero that you will grow to feel so sorry for but hate at the same time just so uh, good i did not even feel sorry yeah so yeah. You, you hate There's, him then you yeah. kind of grow to sympathize with him and then you just hate him again yeah like, yeah, yeah this guy is twisted he's basically superman if superman was fucked up yeah <laughs> it's kind uh, of like what brightburn tried to be really yeah we digress anyway so preacher preacher i've, I've not seen any of preacher but i've heard <sighs> it's i've heard it's really good so go on tell us about tell us so, about preacher Preacher was an Amazon series that was made by Seth Rogen about a Gareth Ennis, I believe it was, comic book, about a guy who, his father was a preacher, he lost the faith, and then he's had like a very dark seeded past, and then he's come back to his small town to pick up as the preacher of their small town. Weird stuff is going on in the place, just stuff that you can't explain, the whole Basically, town is just on a ticking time bomb throughout the entire thing like more and more bizarre things are happening there's vampires there's other planes to like hell and stuff like that it's just it's such a good show to just binge through because it's just bizarre again and it's funny and it's got great acting it's got Dominic Cooper in the lead role who you might know from like the Marvel Cinematic Universe and stuff like that uh let me get up the cast it's got so is this a bit? Like Constantine kind of vibes. Yeah. Um yeah, but it's just just so dark. So it's got Ruth Nager in it as well. She is now Oscar nominated, I believe, for a film a few years back with Joel Edgerton. I think it's like Just Love or something like that. Joel Gilligan Gilgan, sorry, who is a British actor. He plays Cassidy the vampire. He was also on Misfits. He just plays bizarre, funny Drug addict characters as well, so he plays a vampire, and it's like proper like vampirism, like they can't go out in the sunlight type thing, and it's just bizarre seeing what goes on in the town. There's a character only known as Arseface, who is this... does he look? Does he look like how he's named? It, it so his face is all sort of like melted and twisted and stuff like that. Like it's like a it's tragic what happened to him, but not tragic at the same time. So. He ends up blowing his own face off with a shotgun. <laughs> okay. And, like, you shouldn't be laughing at the whole situation, but somehow the way they do it, the way it's written is just fucking hilarious. But, again, it's dark. And then, like, you got the Saint of Killers and stuff like that who is chasing down them in Season 2 and stuff like that. So Season 2 leaves the town and goes on, like, a road trip to, like, New Orleans and stuff like that. Okay. And they've got this unrelenting demon killer coming for them. Uh, yeah, a... it's it's bizarre. You can't explain it without just watching it. It, it like the ratings. It's on like eighty nine percent on Rotten Tomato. Okay, that's quite respectable but for season one. Like it's on nearly ninety percent. Like this is definitely worth a watch. The cast and the crew are fantastic. Like you don't get Dominic Cooper in for. A a naff show do you like no. dominic cooper is doing whatever he wants at the moment yeah no of course uh, i also i believe it's finished now as well uh i think it only had three seasons 43 episodes oh, okay so last that's... one was in september 2019 i don't season four has been confirmed but i believe it is it's the last season i remember seeing somewhere about last season okay so it's quite bingeable then yeah Definitely. You can watch the first season in like a day and a half. Sweet. Cool. Yeah, it's cool. And is it on Amazon Prime, did you say? It's on Amazon Prime. Sweet. It's a, it's an AMC job in America, but it was on Amazon in the UK. Sweet. So Bingeable. Bingeable. So James May, Our Man in Japan. I'm going to recap every time. <laughs> uh, James May, Our Man in Japan, The Umbrella Academy, Preacher, and Lock and Key so far yes how many more do you have chris on your list i've got three more okay we're gonna get this rolling a little bit then yep. uh because i've got i've got a few more i'm gonna suggest my next one is the bodyguard on netflix it's got richard okay. madden in it who is in game of thrones and he's gonna be in the eternals and it is wicked it's very very good the bodyguard it's like a British drama, a bit like a crime drama. Yeah, it was on BBC, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. And it is it is so tense. It's really, really good. I can't remember whether it only had one season or whether it had two. Uh, but like I say, it's available on Netflix. It is real, real good. It's, I uh, believe, don't quote me on this, I think it was meant to be one season, but the response to it, it might be getting a second one. Yeah, I believe maybe I've heard. Richard Madden absolutely kills it as as a, the role of the bodyguard in there. Um, it's got I can't think of the actor's name, but it doesn't matter. Um, but it's just dead tense. There's a really famous scene that you've probably seen already uh, on like Facebook and online and stuff, where he's protecting somebody in a car, and the car starts to get shot by a sniper, mm, and yeah. the the glass is bulletproof and the car's bulletproof, but It's the driver that gets shot and he's like covered in blood and stuff and it's dead tense and then he gets out and he goes into the building. But the twists and turns that take you there are just what ends up keeping you hooked and watching it. There are moments in this where there's a bit of a a romance point going on. And I don't know whether part of it that makes it quite interesting is obviously because it's set in the UK. It's not often that we get really, really good UK like police dramas like this. I know you've got Line of Duty's pretty good, Luther's pretty good, but I really feel like the bodyguard is like a different kind of calibre to that. Yeah, this reminds me a lot. So I haven't seen all of it, but. Britain used to be really good at its cop shows and stuff. And I think after sort of like 2011, 2013, we sort of liked a bit. I think the people got tired of it. Yeah, so we had The Bill, which was an ongoing sitcom, wasn't it? Um, we had Spooks. Mm. We had, what was the other one that got made into a film? Uh, we, we had loads of shows. So we had like um, Life on Mars as well, which was a police procedural set in the 70s, I want to say. I'll I'll believe what you say when you go like high with 60s or voice. 70s, totally <laughs> which also the sequel series to Life on Mars was Ashes to Ashes, uh, Ashes, to Ashes which had Keely Hawes, Hose? Hose, who is the woman being protected in the bodyguard? What's her character called? Ah, uh, she um, is the head of. She is the minister. It says the right, and that's all it says. <laughs> the minister of something. She is. Either way, we don't want to go too heavy on plot because obviously the idea is for people to watch yeah. it. But yeah, very, very, very good TV series that you may have seen on Netflix and just not watched. But you may think, oh, that's the guy from Game of Thrones. But yeah, if you see that guy from Game of Thrones, and it says the bodyguard. Give it a watch. He was also really good in Rocket Man as well. Ah, oh, I've not seen Rocket Man. Ah, oh, he's it. really good in Rocket Man. He's also very good for the little bit of 1917 he's in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very good. Okay, anything else to say about that? No, just go watch it. It's good. I think maybe, following on from that as well, maybe go back and watch some of the old British like stuff like Spooks. I really like Spooks, and then Spooks Code 9 was a spin-off mm. that they did, which lasted for one or two seasons, which I really enjoyed back in the day. And honourable mention for Line of Duty as well. <laughs> Very good. Okay, so my next one. Ooh, I've got three that I want to talk about here, and they're all sort of like they're like half-hour comedy Sitcom type things, not quite a sitcom, but you know what I mean. Okay, I'm gonna go with my favorite one first. Scrubs. Oh, uh, Okay, so I that's... had to decide which one was my favorite for a second there, but now, Scrubs. Questionably, people may have already have watched Scrubs, but it's got, maybe it's got that rewatch factor that Friends has. It where definitely you can go back has. And rewatch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think enough people talk about it the same way they talk about Friends, and that's why I put it on this list because. I know for me and you in the UK, it used to be shown on Comedy Central, E4, Channel Four, everything like that. Like we saw it a lot, and this is where I fell in love with it. Was just it was was all that was on TV for like a long stretch of time, and just seeing the character because it went on for we'll say eight seasons. There is a ninth season, but we ignore that season because the story ended after eight seasons, and then they tried to bring it back with a new cast of characters, including Um. Dave Franco. Kind of sounds and a it bit just like, didn't work. Kind of sounds like people' opinion of Game of Thrones. Ignore that yeah. last series. So yeah, but like seeing the characters grow from being med students in season one all the way through to essentially running the show at the end of season eight. Seeing the romances come and go, like heartbreak, like it's got every emotion in this show, and it is painfully funny. Like you've got the running, uh, um narration from jd uh, and like it is it is his point of view it's kind of like how i met your mother that sort of way but Mm. like he's just so bizarre he's got so many random cutaways to different comedy jokes and stuff like that and the bromance between turk and jd is quality like i cannot talk enough good stuff about the show it's got john c mcginley in it as dr cox fantastic like there isn't a single person that has been in this that hasn't done other amazing things. And a lot of them like, so JD, what uh, what's his name now, Zach Braff, while he was doing the first series or the second series, he was also doing uh, Garden State and then he started, so he directed that one, I believe. He then started writing directed in his own films as well, like uh, Wish You Were Here and stuff like that. Um, amazing guy, great actor, great thought-provoking, like, writer. Mm. And then you've got um, Sarah Chalk. She went on to be in How I Met Your Mother and other sitcoms and stuff like that. John C. McGinley, obviously, he was in The Belko uh, Experiment. He was in, uh, what was it, back in the 90s, Office Space, stuff like that. Like, Mm -hmm. he's such a, like, great actor. Like, the way you flip between comedy and serious... It's great. It's got every range of emotions in there. It's a great narrative from season one to season eight. Just go watch it and laugh your tits off. Like You'll fall in love with the characters. It'll become one of your favorite shows. Awesome. And because it's a very easy watch as well, you could have it on in the background if you didn't want to pay that much attention to it, if you're working from home or just in quarantine. Cool. Awesome. So I'm going to follow that one up, and my suggestion is going to be quite a similar... Thing it's got a lot of episodes, it's got a lot of uh, seasons, and it's definitely dead funny. Is The Office US? Okay. Now I put this on here because a lot of people may have only preferred the UK version of The Office, and uh, like I feel like a lot of people have seen this in the past. Um, like it got really popular a couple of years ago, yeah. didn't it? I but mean, it's, it's definitely so binge-worthy. It's purely popular for the memes, and it? it's yeah. meme central. Absolute meme central. But yeah, The Office US, it doesn't need much of an introduction at all. It's got a killer cast with Steve Carell, uh, John Krasinski, uh, you know, the whole lot is wicked. <laughs> uh, yeah. There was too many, too many actors and actresses to think top is of. Aziz Ansari's yes. in there, isn't he? Ah, uh, is he in there? Are you not thinking of Parks and Rec? I thought he was in... This as well for a ah, little bit. Ah, might maybe make it, I'm misremembering. Yeah, I can't <laughs> quite remember. Rain Wilson, obviously Dwight. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a no-brainer. And if you just want to put something on in the background and just go brain dead while you're working from home, it'll give you a few laughs every now and then when you flick over and watch it. I don't need to say any more about The Office. I forgot the address Elbow was in it for a bit yeah there's honestly you have like features in it like all the way through just just really yeah it's it's awesome and also like you really do attach to the characters especially um jim and pam and dwight uh and things that uh mike oh, what's his name <laughs> who michael, <laughs> michael scott stuff that michael yeah. scott goes through yeah it, it it's wicked it doesn't need i think anymore. they made a really smart decision as well like Season one follows season one of the UK Office a lot. Like you've got the same moments, where, like the office party between Jim and Pam and all that and everything. But what they did with season two was they made Jim and Pam the lead characters and took it away from Michael Scott mm-hmm. and it made him be like the comedic foil. Like, like he was able to sort of step back. So then when he was in it, it wasn't overblown because in the first series, like he's like forcing the comedy a lot and it's all based around him whereas the the funnier bits was everybody else in the background yeah so it made him be able to step into that role of being in the background and the things bizarre things that he does end up impacting the other characters yeah like you get some really funny moments from kevin and creed Uh, and interesting fact creed's name is creed in real life yeah that's that's a couple of characters you have that as well, which is quite interesting. And there is also now an Office US podcast with uh, Andrea and Pam, those, oh, okay. ac- those actors. Okay, are they talking about the show? I think so. Yeah, I think they they, are go they doing over... like a rewatch. Uh, I think they talk about some of the favorite episodes and stuff like that, and probably some other bits and bobs as well. Okay, but, yeah, The Office US definitely binge worthy. Yeah. And then you'll understand a lot more of the memes as well. Yeah, exactly. Park up. And the memes are awesome. So when you have a moment where you're like, there is a meme for this, no doubt there is an (laughs) Office US meme for that. Definitely, definitely. Exactly. It's so binge-worthy as well. I think I went through, how many seasons are there? Six, seven? Oh, there's a lot. Nine. There's a lot. Nine. Yeah, there's a lot. I discovered today, literally when I was going through the news, apparently in the final season, they were planning on breaking up uh, Jim and Pam. Oh, no, you couldn't do that i know you couldn't do that not again anyway well let's not get into that but into it is so binge worthy like you can yeah. get through it in like a week if you push it hard enough yeah for sure what's we'll your next one chris okay so i'm gonna stick in the same vein of these comedy shows and i'm gonna go with community next very good choice that's the uh, one that's the one i saw on your list i thought you were going to talk about this one a second ago when you were talking about comedy sales like this because I know you love this show as well yeah it's it a very took good me show. so long to get you to watch it but then when you finally watched it you binged it yeah I did. Like, I did I binged it quite a while ago to be fair so it is probably a perfect time to revisit community i joined on this show i think in season three Three or four, and then I had to wait every week for this to come out, and that is not a fun thing. This show deserves to be binge watched. Yeah, for sure. like so. If you don't know anything about community, it was created by Dan Harmon, which is half of the creative team behind Rick and Morty. So, you know, it's going to be smart and funny, too smart for its own good. It's got Jim McHale, who used to be a talk show host. It's got Childish Gambino in there, Donald Glover and himself. It's got Chevy Chase for a while before he left because he was a nightmare to work with, apparently. It's got Jim Rush. It's got Yvette Nicole Brown. It's got Alison Brie. Uh, she was doing this at the same time, I believe, she was doing Mad Men. Oh, okay. Yeah, interesting. Uh, who else has it got in there? Uh, it's Danny got a, Puddy. Yeah, it's got a huge cast. And it's oh. got um, uh, the The Principal. Is that? Yeah, Jim Rush. That's Jim Rush, yeah. yeah, The Dean. Yeah, the Dean, he's acing it. Yeah. And, like, he's, like, such a small part until, like, halfway through season two. And then every episode, you're waiting for the Dean joke. Like, like the way that they find the structure of the show, it's like he will just come in in a bizarre costume with something random to say. Mm -hmm. Also, this show has got a bottle episode. And I was thinking maybe we do bottle episodes because. What is a bottle episode? It's all contained inside of one room to save budget and everything like that. It's, like, set within a small thing, and it's normally, like, either a retrospective or a weird thing that could only happen when being contained or quarantined into one room. I like it. So I like it. There's an episode the in there for the theme, for what everyone's going through right now, but it's just such a bizarre show. I think you need to get past, like, the first half of season one. It's probably the worst the show is because it was still finding its footing. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it figures out who the characters are and how you can push the comedy. Like it is just absolutely outrageous. Like as soon as you get to the first paintball episode, I think you understand where the show is going for uh, going forward. So then every episode has like a paintball episode where they riff on like a different genre. So like one time it's action films, one time it's western films. Then they change it to like the floor is lava later on. So, like the school just essentially closes down. So uh, I didn't even give you the premise of the show. It's a bunch of characters in a community college. So it's, like, the lowest of the low of, like, American colleges, apparently. And, like, it's just bizarre people all thrown together. There's students in there that have been going for, like, 60 years. So you've got, like, old-age pensioners in there mixed with, like, people straight out of high school and stuff like that. It's just... Mm it's just a boiling pot of different weird personalities. Like everyone's broken in some sort of weird way. Yeah. And they just play off the comedy of that so much. And like it breaks its own rules all the time. There's always funny little jokes going on in the background, especially because one of them is almost aware that he's in a TV show. So uh, it's just so good. And again, it's one of those where you kind of ignore the last season because it got bought by uh, Yahoo for the last season. Oh dear. So, they lost half the cast. So, Donald Glover left halfway through the show run because he wanted to focus on his music. Yeah. Which is fair enough. Like, Childish Gambino is one of the biggest artists in the world now because of it. He just dropped a new album. Check it out while you're quarantined. Mm hmm. Um, Like, and then, like, in the final season, it just ended up properly. Like, there was nobody left from the cast. Also, I think try not to talk too much it's got Mike from Breaking Bad in it does it? (laughs) yeah he joins near the end doesn't he? he's the woodworking teacher did I finish Community? (laughs) I'm trying to remember I think I did I think it was just so long ago I forgot Mike was in that yeah I'm going to double check that before I sound like an idiot again I'm 99.999% sure he was in it in the final season yeah, I I can't remember, unless, like I said, unless it was just that long ago that I watched Also, it. the greatest thing to come out... Yeah, Jonathan Banks, Professor Buzz Hickey, from 11, <laughs> 11 episodes. Okay, fair enough. One of the greatest things to come out of this was Joe and Anthony Russo. The Russo brothers... Yes yes like we're doing this like they became producers on the show and everything they even wrote a few episodes they became they nailed they honed in their skills on community and then they went on to do the winter soldier and then obviously the avengers that is why you keep seeing the cast community making cameos inside the avengers films yeah for sure you're welcome we salute the russo brothers (laughs) <laughs> yes such a good show like that show is just bizarre it's on amazon in the uk i've forced my girlfriend to start watching it and she misses a couple episodes and then tunes back in and she's like i have no idea what's going on but it's funny you can easily skip an episode because there's not really that many running plots mm-hmm. so you can tune in and out of it and just or watch them in any order if you want We're getting up to time now a little bit so um we're gonna kind of do honorable mentions now for the rest of these i think okay I'll move one of mine into honourable mentions just to get it over with quickly. So I'm going to... I've only got another four to talk through, really. One of them I've not seen, but it's something that I'm going to watch because I've heard really good things about it. So I'll do my four honourable mentions, you do yours, and then I'll probably call it. So my first honourable mention is Fargo on Netflix. Definitely very, very, very good. You've got uh, Jesse Clemens in there. You've got Ewan McGregor in there. You've got Martin Freeman in there. And each season is... Billy Bob Thornton. Exactly, yeah, Billy Bob Thornton's in there. And each season is kind of contained in its own little story arc, but then they do link together in the end because you have references to other bits. Some stories are based on... Well, it is on all true events as well. It just changes some of the names and some of the little bits of plot points and stuff to obviously pay respect to those people. Uh, cause a it's lot... not wholly realistic as well, but it's based on true events, yeah. which is the bizarre thing. And there's just there's it's again and there's points in this where there's funny things that happen in some of the characters. The way they are are quite funny, especially Martin Freeman's character. Because if you ever you know it happens in the first episodes, it's not really a spoiler for it. But seeing Martin Freeman murder someone is just the weirdest thing, and you are sold. From the get-go Especially, like that. it's weird seeing him doing that accent and acting the way he is. Is like so yeah. different from every other character that he plays. Yeah. Uh, Fargo is definitely an amazing watch. You yeah. should we talked about out. this on another episode a while ago, didn't it, we? I think it was last episode maybe or the episode before we talked about Fargo. Yeah, it was a couple episodes ago. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, sure. it was our I'm most anticipated because there's a new season coming out for Fargo. That's the one. Yep. So Even Fargo numbers. Fargo's worth a watch um a second season uh for Dirty Money has come out, which is pretty interesting. Fargo is on Netflix, Dirty Money's on Netflix. Uh, yeah dirty money had the it's a uh documentary series a docu-series on netflix that talks about some of the biggest scandals across the world mostly across america um one of them for example was the whole uh, volkswagen company uh and their fraudulent emissions testing mm-hmm. and then all mm-hmm. that happened uh one of them one of the episodes is about HSBC and how they were funneling money for the cartel. Ooh. But it, It's all really, really interesting stuff. And if you're wanting to just, like, kind of go down the rabbit hole on stuff, that is a awesome, awesome series. Yeah, I've not seen that, so I am interested in it. Yeah, I, I, the one thing I would say about Dirty Money is that the first season is definitely the most interesting stories. There are some Okay definitely interesting bits in season two but i think it's you're not going to have heard of a lot of the stuff like the one that i watched was about wells fargo and that was quite interesting especially yeah i i digress anyway yeah you should definitely go watch dirty money yeah. um last two so following on from that one if you want another like documentary-esque thing watch explained on netflix as well oh that's yeah, pretty, good. pretty good that's yeah. like small bite-sized things each one discusses like a different thing and then they did one on cults that was really interesting but also made my skin crawl yeah they did one uh end of last year about the mind explained so that was a mini five episode series i think about the brain and memories and everything like that and then they've done i think it's sex explained as well yeah it's quite scientific it's a bit more scientific um explained where dirty money is a bit more like scandals and Finance and big corporate conglomerates and stuff doing dodgy stuff, but yeah, but it's all real. It's all very, very, very real. Another binge-worthy documentary series as well, which I've just started rewatching is the Louis Theroux stuff. That's all on Netflix. Oh yeah, I just watched all of that. That that is binge-worthy. We watched the UFO one the other day. It's bizarre. Yeah, Louis Theroux. (laughs) Full stop. Yeah, watch everything (laughs) he's done because it's dead, dead funny. Uh, My my last two bits to finish off really quick is if you're into Star Wars or if you're into stuff Star Wars Rebels I would say Rebels personally I would say Rebels over Clone Wars I think the first few seasons of Clone Wars age okay but obviously a lot of people are rewatching that with the new season coming out uh, but mm-hmm. there were I've just started going back cuz it's on Disney Plus and yeah some of it looks like bad video game graphics so it kind of (laughs) and obviously it's tough it's a tough watch because it's a bit like it's a procedural and i I think that was a lot more in the earlier seasons yeah where rebels follows like a really good plot um it ties in a lot with the movies so if you've not seen it definitely go watch it uh yeah rebels is awesome that's on disney also If you're going to watch Clone Wars, there are lists out there which put all the episodes in chronological order. If you want to do it that way as well, it's a lot more jumping about, but it might help you follow it a bit more. Yeah, if you're as nerdy as what we are and care about that. Um, <laughs> my last one that I'm going to watch that I've heard is really good is The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Okay, I love Jeff Goldblum, especially at the moment. Yeah, that's meant to He's be bizarre. really good as well. And um, That's it. I'm done. Okay. I've got, there's one more that I've got on my list and then a couple that I'm just going to sort of free ball off the top of my head as well. So Always Sunny in Philadelphia was going to be one that I was going to cover yeah. like majorly. Like that show is so binge worthy. Again, it's just bizarre comedy that I don't even know how that show got made and I don't know how it hasn't got banned multiple times because like it chooses really difficult subject matter to like tackle and you think the characters like emo shows if they're on the wrong side of that subject matter will probably learn and they'll progress but just as you see the characters about to make a mental breakthrough and do the right thing they'll just pull the rug from underneath you and it just goes batshit insane Danny, down the rabbit hole. Danny DeVito is hilarious in this. You cannot unsee an oiled-up Danny DeVito crawl out of a leather couch <laughs> that, naked. That is the one scene that I was thinking of when we said Danny DeVito. So also, they have a musical episode where one of the characters, Charlie Day, writes a musical about the Nightman Cometh, and oh my god, those songs will get stuck in your head. And also, how did they say those things? <laughs> uh, so yeah, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. There's a new series just come out on Netflix. So good. I think they're on 13 seasons now. Wow. Yeah. Um, But they're, so, they're like 20-minute episodes, and you can just binge through them dead easy. Like, I think I've watched season 12 and season 13 in one day each, because there's not that many episodes in each season as well. And then, what are your final honourable? I mentions? was going to say, if you're into it, find an anime and binge watch some anime. There's so much good stuff out there. Pokemon's on Netflix if you okay, want to watch Pokemon. Okay. That's uh, a nice entry level. I'm one. I'm going to jump in very quickly, right? Okay, I know that everything that we talked about is is relatively not 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 nerdy and stuff like that. Now, anime is not going to be for everybody. It's seriously not going to be for everybody. However, if you're willing to try something new, give it a go. There's a lot of really good stuff out there. I've personally never sat down and watched anything like that. I think the one I can't really tell you. I think I tried to watch a little bit of Attack on Titan, but I just really struggle with them. But that's just that's just me. But but like I said, it's not for everyone, but it's definitely worth trying because you may yeah. go down a rabbit hole of stuff and there is tons of it. There is tons the, the of it. The thing is it, because there is tons of it there's something out there for everyone like you will be able to find something that you'll at least like like whether you don't love it or you want to dive down the rabbit hole like a lot of people that's fair enough attack on titan everybody loves that i don't like it i think it's so hard to watch i think it's just boring the pacings all over the place like it doesn't get going until near the end of season one mm. like so nah. i would stay away from that like i said Pokemon. Everyone loves Pokemon and Pokemon Go and stuff uh, like that. Maybe if you just want to check out a few episodes of that. One I will recommend is Fairy Tale. Fairy Tale is great. I don't think it's... I think it's on Crunchyroll now if you want to view it. They've done like 200 episodes. The thing with anime is there's so many episodes. If you want to start binging stuff and just give up halfway through you can if you want because there's that many episodes. Just start binging something. Just pick one. If you don't like the first episode, go on to something else. There's also stuff like Future Diary, which is just a one series thing, and Angel Beats. They're quite nice little one season binge it in a day and a half type thing. So yeah, Fairy Tale is what I'd recommend after them though. Seven Deadly Sins on Netflix as well is pretty good, but it is weird. It's weird if you've never checked out anything like that before. You're gonna be mind blown for a couple, mm. for two three episodes, and then you'll get into it. I think it kind of helps if when you were younger and stuff that you watched things like Dragon Ball Z and oh, stuff. Yeah, that's another one, Dragon Ball. I think that helps because it gives you a little bit of nostalgia factor. Uh, things like Code Lyoko and stuff like that. If you ever watch stuff like that on Cartoon Network back in the day, you'll get a little bit of nostalgia factor when you watch anime yeah. now. Like, but, If you're yeah. around our age, you probably have seen something like this before, whether it's Pokemon, Digimon... Uh Code Lyoko, like you said, Dragon Ball Z, One Piece was on Cartoon Network as well. There's so much stuff out there that you will have seen it at some point. Mm. Like it's just like finding any other sort of cartoon. It's like watching Rick and Morty, only it's a bit weirder because there's like a cultural divide between us and Japan. Yeah. Like exactly. there's stuff yeah. like there's sitcom like stuff in there as well. So just find something, just pick one. Go onto the anime section on Netflix and just choose a random one. Just do it. What what have you got to lose it's a 20 minute episode what have you got to lose yeah true is that it is that all your arguments? uh yeah i'll leave it at that there's some films that you can binge through as well we're not, but to- we're not talking films we're not talking about not the, talking maybe films. that's next week if we still don't have anything to talk about <laughs> so that wraps us up for this week obviously if you're watching this on instagram live now we're doing this on the thursday just while we're free because uh, of everything going on only very recently in the uk we've gone into lockdown so we thought get it done and out of the way so it can go out live on monday where can people find us chris You can find us on Instagram like you're watching right now, or maybe you're not if you're just listening to us. We are at Pod on Instagram. Share us with a friend on there, please. We are Twitter, at GetRealPod. We are Facebook, at GetRealPod. And our email address is GetRealPodUK at gmail.com. You can check out the podcast. It's live everywhere that you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and YouTube. Didn't forget YouTube this time subscribe to us, leave us a rate and review, share us with your friends, please. Yeah, and if you're watching this on uh, Instagram Live, you're going back I think this stays up for a little bit, let us know what you think. And if you're listening to it and you're not watching it, you should definitely go follow us on Instagram. So we might do it on Instagram Live again, maybe, because it's not actually took that much work to do this. And we have to do it distance anyway, because me and Chris aren't allowed to go near each other because of social distancing. We're staying very safe and we're all okay. Plus, if you watch us on Instagram, you might be able to guess what one of my favorite films are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be continued. To, to be continued. To be continued. So that's it. That's it for this week. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Just one second <laughs> right I'm already rolling uh, yeah okay. I had cool. to remember how to use Pro Tools again we are cool are we gonna do the classic 3 two, one clap yeah to probably okay yeah that's what we're uh, gonna do whose intro is this as well I believe it's mine isn't it it is yours this time Um, no pressure it's uh, live okay I need to think of something now I thought it was yours until a minute ago and I remembered it was mine <laughs> No pressure, right? Okay, I think we're good. All right, um, because the, there's the, there's hardly any delay, so we're just gonna do three, two, one, clap, and then do it. So, yeah. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Three. <laughs> come on, you've got to count the whole. Count okay, in. come on. Just, okay, just me. I thought we were gonna count together. Okay. No. Three, two, one. Wow, that's a lot more of a delay than I thought it was going to be. I'll I'll fix it in post, it's fine. Fix it in post. Yeah, It's all good. I clipped the mic with that as well, but oh well, here we are. Yeah, so did I. Let's take that clip off. Um. Okay, right. Do you want to just start it when you want to start it? Yep, I will start it. Are you ready? Yeah. Is everybody in chat ready? <laughs> okay. I feel I'm feeling the pressure now. I feel like I'm on stage. It's behind the scenes. That's what it is. Okay. Are we ready? Yeah.